Hello, hola, and ida hanga ni Welcome, welcome, welcome to the 14th episode of the Naturally Ever After podcast. I feel like every time I say the number of the of the actual episode that I'm recording, I'm like, I have a 14-year-old. Well, it's not really a 14-year-old, but it's the 14th episode, even though this podcast was born sometime in March. Okay, it's not a 14-year-old, but it's still the 14th episode. Sis is excited. Welcome, welcome, welcome. If you are a new listener, welcome. If you are a returning listener, I thank you for coming again. Um, Today is November 4th, 2020, um, and today has been rough. But before I, you know, go into details about what's making today challenging, let me finish formally introducing myself. So for the new listeners, welcome again. My name is Nidia Guiti and by profession, I am a licensed clinical social worker. In this podcast, I share tips for black women on how to build confidence as they transition and maintain their natural hair via sharing my own story and lessons I learned in my own journey that are useful in other areas of life. So let's go back to what today's topic is about. So in this episode of the Naturally Ever After podcast, my guest is Joy Britt, who is the host of the Joy of Social Work podcast. Um, I was a guest in her podcast, I want to say in September-ish. Yeah, like September, October-ish. And I was just so happy to finally have her on my podcast because she taught me how to do all of this stuff. I am a social worker by profession. I am not an audio engineer. I don't know about... Um, all this other stuff and you know just just the 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 technic the the technical piece of recording and making sure to to post and when I went to the millennial social work conference um joy had a segment where she taught people, specifically behavioral health providers, how to launch their own podcast and the the behind the scenes of what that looks like. I went to it and from there is where the Naturally Ever After podcast was born. I want to say like maybe two weeks, a little bit less than two weeks after the Millennial Social Work Conference was when I posted my first episode. So it is by far an honor to have my teacher, <laughs> my podcast teacher, be a guest on my podcast. I hope that you all enjoy this episode And I hope that it brings a little bit of joy, (laughs) pun intended, um, to you on this day. Like I mentioned at the beginning of this recording, today is November 4th, 2020. Um, Right now it is 2.02 p.m. Eastern time. There is no answer as of yet who has won the presidential election. And truthfully, regardless of which way it goes, this nation is... um, definitely experiencing very challenging times, unprecedented times. Um, In our lifetime, this is the first time that we're living a global, that we're living within a global pandemic and experiencing this presidential election and the way that it's playing out. So my hope is that this episode definitely brings you some joy and helps you smile and ease a little bit of the anxiety if you are experiencing that and laugh a little bit. I encourage you all to take care of yourself, take time. If you need to unplug, please do so. Um, and be well. Enjoy this episode, y'all. And we are recording. Hello, Joy. Hello. How are you? I'm well. How are you doing today? I'm well. So side note, like what came to my mind when I hit record was like the crossover. (laughs) (laughs) This is the crossover episode. (laughs) 
like you know how like on Hot 97, like the bomb drop, like like flex, <laughs> like that, like the crossover. <laughs> <laughs> Too funny. It is. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am so happy to have my guest here, Joy Britt, the host of the, the Joy of Social Work podcast. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. <laughs> <laughs> so we were just kind of giggling, talking about, you know, the Naturally Ever After podcast, but like my intent behind having guests. So one of the things I was telling Joy, um, well, I didn't share all of this detail with you, but when I initially started my online brand situation, it was initially called Your Natural Therapist. And this was in August of 2017. So like before the Naturally Ever After podcast, what I started to do was have um, Facebook Lives with just people in the natural hair community to kind of just highlight what everyone's respective um, experience is because everyone, number one, does not have the same texture. Everyone does not have the same experience. Um, And depending on what field you're in or what workspace you're in, um, natural hair is more received than others. So like people that are like in the arts or like in theater, well, yes and not really, because depending on that too, that's questionable. But again, everyone's experience is so different and emotionally how we cope with that looks different too. So share with the people who you are, where you're from and how long you've been natural. Let's start with that question. Okay. So I am Joy. I'm a a licensed clinical social worker. I'm from the Bronx, New York. VX all day. (laughs) Y'all don't see us throwing our X's in the air. Um, I have a private practice and I have a podcast called Joy Social Podcast. You already said that. Um, and I have been natural. So do you count like your last relaxer as when you went natural or when you like did a big chop? Whichever one works for you. I have a story behind that too. Go ahead. (laughs) So I got my last relaxer in 2010, Mm. 2010. And then I did a big chop, not knowing I was going to do a big chop, though. That wasn't my intention um, in June of 2011. Mm. So share that story. What do you mean it wasn't your intention? <laughs> so I had, so I, I would maybe stop relaxing my hair. I was working um, at this place called the Dorsey Youth Development Center in, in Manhattan. And one of my coworkers who is now a social worker, but wasn't at the time, wanted to run a group for, about hair and like how hair impacts your mood, your, how you feel that day, like all of these things. And, mm-hmm. but because of her role and they wouldn't let her run it by herself. So they were like, if you run it with a health educator, you can run it. So I was a health educator at the time. She asked me to run it with her. So we're running this group with these young people. Most of them were like 17 to like 20. Mm-hmm. Some of them were moms, and they were like, I will never relax my daughter's hair. My mom did that to my hair, and I hate her. And it was just like all of these feelings about hair and relaxer. We watched um, Good Hair. from mm, And I had seen it before, but something about watching it in that group hit different. And I said, oh, I can't. First of all, I can't see any of these girls ever again. And I come in here with my hair bone straight because I didn't let the Dominicans keep it on too long. Mm. Um, and so I was like, I think I'm going to stop relaxing my hair. 
And so then fast forward a year later, I had, you know, like the transitioning. So my roots were fully natural, but my ends were still kind of like straight. And yeah. so I went to Miss Jessie's salon and I'm like, I just want like a hairstyle. And is it, is it TT? The one who, who passed away. She was like, your hair is so beautiful. We should just do a big chop. And I'm like, no, I'm not ready. <laughs> She's like, it's just like six inches of hair. And I'm like, that feels like a lot of hair. She's like, you'll be fine. And then she just starts cutting. And I'm like, in the mirror, like, oh, shit. <laughs> Let's pause right here because you don't do that. You don't you don't push anyone to do a big chop when they're not ready to do a big chop. No. Mm -mm. I mean it all worked out and I loved it in the end, but Mm -hmm. in that moment I'm like, what does six inches of hair look like? And she's like, You'll be fine, your hair is beautiful. And then she just cut. She just cut. She just Mm -hmm. touched my hair. Mm -hmm. And I had like the super teeny weeny afro. And I, I, but I was like, I love it. I feel good. I'm glad I made this decision. And then, and then you got to live with that decision. <laughs> because that and that's what I mean. Cause like at the salon and I, I've noticed this even like with myself, regardless of what they do that I may not always like, cause I've even cut my hair short. Yeah. Or it's like you you as a hairstylist know what to do with this on a day-to-day basis. I have not developed this skill yet. So I remember <laughs> one time I cut my hair really short and it was like, you know, like a taper cut in the back. Uh-huh. Um I left I left the salon with my hair straightened because that's how she trimmed it. And yeah. then like I washed it and was just like reaching. So at this point, it's not straight anymore. It's washed. It's a it's a tiny fro, like a puff. It's a, uh-huh. I want to say top heavy. Top really, really back taper. Joy, can you believe I was reaching for a ponytail that was no longer there for like two weeks? <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. this is, that's what we know how to do in between styles. Oh, just look it back at a ponytail. Well, guess what? This Now your hair's not long enough for a ponytail and now you keep reaching for this thing that's not there. Your hair <laughs> is not at all long enough for a ponytail. And, and yeah. So that was that was different. I also didn't know how to style natural hair, which is why I had gone to a salon because my hope was that I could like pay attention and watch it. Mm-hmm. And I like kind of did, but I didn't know how to like do a twist out or like, and then my hair is like teeny tiny. And then I felt like all well, the rows needed to be even. So it would take me mm-hmm. hours to do hair. Mm-hmm. I like dreaded it. And I was like, why did, why did I, why did I cut my hair? but I also like kind of like I said loved it in a way of like I'm so glad I made this decision for myself but I was in a relationship with somebody who didn't like natural hair so let's let's segue to that part because yesterday so I put up a post on the Miss Gweezy LCSW page where it's like it's it's two pictures so it's a girl homegirl has her hair straightened on one end and then the other side she has a puff and the caption reads you know, these these two pictures would attract two different kinds of men yes. or two different two different partners. Yes. So since you brought up dating or talking to someone, so what was how did that affect your your relationship? But like also how you felt about yourself. I would say that my self-esteem 
at the time wasn't even really that great, but definitely went went down because he's like, oh, I don't like it. Like he just kept telling me how much he didn't like it mm-hmm. um, and how he really liked long straight hair. And my hair's never been like super long. I mean, if if my hair touches my shoulders, I'm like, oh, a bitch got legs. Like, I, but like, got inches. I'm like, oh, baby, my hair grew. But my hair has never. Anytime my hair grows, somebody is like, it's damaged at the end, and I gotta cut it. And I'm like, oh man, it was long for like three seconds. Mm-hmm. So it was never super long, but it had. I had had a relaxer since I was maybe eight. I was young. And mm-hmm. I cut it when I was 26. So, like, for a long time, my hair has just been right. that, that way. Um, so he kept telling me how he didn't like it. We had gone to visit his grandmother and his uncle, and his uncle told me that I was ugly, and he didn't understand why somebody would let me do that to myself. Wow. And then his grandmother came up behind me with a pick to start picking it out. So it was it was bad. So what what did homeboy say while all of this was happening? Nothing. So then I'm like, I'm leaving because your family is disrespecting me. I go and I sit in the car and then I wait like 10 minutes. Then I wait 20 minutes and I text him like, are you going to come? He's like, well, why did you leave? I'm like, because your family is insulting me. He was like, well, I don't like your hair either. So I wore weaves. (laughs) Wow. And I started wearing weaves. So just to recap, so initially it was this group at work with watching good hair. Then it was the big chop that was by accident, but ended up being something good. And then now your partner at the time was just not supportive. At all. At all. Right. And and also, yeah, Mm. this brings up a lot. (laughs) I didn't think this. It, it, because it is, it is. And that was that was the base of having these conversations in that emotionally. So like people think like, you know, I'm going to stop relaxing my hair and then I'm going to be right. And like, there's an extent of that that's partially true. Yeah. But like developing healthy habits and healthy ways of thinking about number one, what, what our hair looks like, but also like fighting the grain of what people at large believe the natural hair what people at large believe natural hair to be um but then like unlearning a lot of things that people project onto you so i don't know what this grandmother's life was like but somebody taught her that that you that we shouldn't wear our hair like that and someone taught her to be feel comfortable enough to just pull a pick out of nowhere and walk up to a stranger at the time and like let let me comb your hair for you and she's like what are you doing Miss Betty, if you don't go sit down, <laughs> if you don't go sit down and get away from me, somebody learned that. Yeah, yeah. But even like, so my mom passed away the week after I cut my hair. Mm. And at her service in South Carolina, so my dad's family, my aunts and my dad's family all have really long, straight hair. Mm-hmm. Um, and they don't think you should cut your hair. They don't think a lot of things, but they definitely don't think you should cut your hair. So now I got like this like little teeny weeny, little curly, little fro. And my aunt, this is at my mother's service. My One of my aunts walks up to me and she goes, why did you do that to your hair? And I was like, feels like not the time to talk about this. Absolutely. 
so right so like i'm dealing with a boyfriend that thinks i'm ugly and i got my aunt that's like why would you cut your hair mm-hmm. and what what did that teach you at that at that point of like your natural hair journey because like we would think it's just like you know to your point about what the stylist said you know it'll grow back this yeah. is a great thing it's, it was like you needed to cut it anyway right and now like the people around you loved ones are like judging what you naturally look like <laughs> right it it made me feel like i was ugly and i had made a bad decision and like i shouldn't like the way that i look naturally like the hair that grew out of your head mm-hmm. in this length in this texture is not good enough mm-hmm. that's how it felt and how what what do you feel like helped you kind of sh- like shed that or like unlearn those like external ideas because they're not yours right i think it was like so after i stopped wearing even when i would wear weave sort of but when, when i fully stopped wearing weave and i would just like i started to like play with products and learn my hair and like actually really pay attention to the texture and really get to like love it then it was like oh but you cute and like right what you say about your hair does not matter girl you better come on with these ringlets or whatever the hell is doing and sometimes it would be like that was a fail and that did not work and other times and and, it, and i'd be fine like, i mean sometimes i'd be like oh my god what am i do my hair looks crazy but for the most part i was like but i love it and i was still happy that i made the decision to cut it because and and that i stuck with it and didn't go relax it again because that is hard. Like, natural hair is not easy. It's not. It's way easier to go get a washing set and, with a relaxer. And so, like, I think having to, like, take that time and do my hair and spend time with it mm-hmm. made me really feel like, oh, but I love it. And, like, oh, look at my little fro. Oh, it's growing. Look at the little puff. Like, mm-hmm. then I became, like, here for it. Fully. Fully, like, invested in it. So it sounds like th- that trial and error time mm-hmm. piece. Because I think that, like, it also never ends. Because, like, your right. your hair, like, as it grows, now now, now it's almost like a new phase that you yes. have to learn that you didn't have to do before. Exactly. Like, I'm like, oh, now I could do a wash and go. I could never do a wash and go before. Mm-hmm. And so then it's, like, learning that. And then it's, like, I have gray hair now that don't, curled the same way as my other hair. <laughs> yeah, so unlearning, unlearning like other messages that people from the outside are projecting onto you. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like that trial and error piece or being consistent in like just learning for the sake of learning. It's kind of like what got you to the space where it's like, I feel better about this and yes. I feel more confident in this space. Yes. And also like I like the versatility and I like that my hair doesn't ever feel boring. That part. (laughs) (laughs) So talk more about that. When it doesn't feel boring, like what what comes up for you? Like what are your like go-to styles that make you feel confident about yourself? Yeah. So, ooh. So when my, when I am like, so right now I have braids. I've had braids. I feel like a good part of this quarantine because Mm -hmm. it just felt like easier to do. Um, but I really like when I love my hair in a puff. That's like my go-to hairstyle. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm also worried about like, and, and try to be mindful of like the tension that it can cause on my edges because my hair is just brushed up. Mm-hmm. But that's when I'm like, you can see my whole face. I'm like, oh, she cute. <laughs> that part. <laughs> and then I feel like for me, I'm able to like see like, oh, like my puff got bigger mm-hmm. or like it looks a little thicker or it's like, it looks different. So that's my go-to, but I, I sometimes washing, washing goes over the last like year or two, because now they kind of work for me, have been a thing that I've done. Um, and I like the way that they come out. I'm still really trying to perfect. Sometimes I have a really good twist out. Other times I'm like, what is happening? The back just be doing yeah. something. <laughs> It's the phase. I think, I think that like, because, because we're natural, and I love that you said like, it's never boring and like, it's it's so versatile. But in that, I think that it's like, it's like a, like a double-edged sword a little bit. Yeah. Like, no, no one twist out will ever come out the same. No. No. Depending on like your hair length too. And like where you are, because I remember when my hair was much shorter, like I used to get, I used to do wash and goes every day and it like life was great. And then it grew past a certain length and like the way that my hair falls is funny looking. Uh-huh. Um, so like it, it would, it just wouldn't lay the same. And it's like, well, well now how do I do the same style with this length? Yeah. Or like, how do I do the same thing in, in the way that my hair looks now? Exactly. Cause my hair is different textures all the way through. Mm-hmm. So just because the front, I could try the same thing to do something in the front that doesn't mean the back or the middle is going to have the same reaction to it. And I've had to learn that too. Right. So washing goes, I think of like washing goes more for like summer and spring looks. So like as a fellow therapist, I feel like there's no way I could keep having this conversation and not bring up like the seasons changing and like what, what, what your new hair regimen is going to look like now. But also like seasonal affective disorder and like yeah. how that affects like mood, um, mm. emotionally, but like also physically, so that you don't have the energy to do other stuff like your hair. Yeah, yeah, that's a great point. I feel like I feel like me and my hair and I we don't get along in the winter. If I'm thinking about it. And it could be because I just don't have the energy to do it. It's mm-hmm. darker in the morning, especially like if I, um, well, when I would have to go to work, I would get up pretty early, like 5.30 or something like that. So it was like super early in the morning, dark outside, cold. And you want me to like do hair? <laughs> no. So if it was, if it was in a state of like, it was out, like it wasn't in a puff, Mm-hmm. I would do this. I would like scrunch it with my fingers and I'd go out the house and I didn't care. Like, I'm like, does it look crazy? Maybe. Do I like it? Is it like really just full? Yes. And, like, and, and I think that also helped me become more confident with my hair because at some point in the very beginning, I felt like it needed to look a certain way. Like it needed to be curly and not, not like just living and existing on my head. Right. And, and at this point I'm like, I, I think it's cute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I let it do what it does. Let We're it gonna be fine. So I think that's kind of how I give it up in the winter. Like mm, this is how mm-hmm. I'm showing up. 
because I don't I don't have the energy or the patience to do it. Right. So like when you said that, like one of the things that came to mind, there was one winter where I bought a wig. I think that this is like what started like my wig, my wig um, fascination about like just throwing something on and taking it right off. Because when you said weave, for grad school was the first time I ever had a weave. Uh-huh. And I didn't know about like the sewing and like, I was just like, I don't like how this feels. I even cut like a big chunk of my hair trying to take it out after like two weeks. I was like, I can't do this. And then wigs just seemed like a happy medium because it's like, okay, I still have this hair that's not mine, but I can take it off and wash my hair underneath, which was like the the relieving thing of it. So like for the winter, for this winter of 2020, like what do you what do you feel will be like your go-to style mm. to kind of keep things at a at a, I guess, easy way to manage because yeah. like now we're not working outside of the house every single day where we got to get up at five something in the morning. So thankful for that. Right, right. But the hair is still there. <laughs> the hair is still there. So I think I'm going to give my hair a rest from braids. Mm-hmm. So it will require me doing my hair. Um, and I think hopefully because I don't have to go outside every day to go to work. I can come up with a better routine. Like it can be scheduled into my week versus like, oh, work is so busy. I don't feel like doing it when I get home from work. Kind of like, this is the day that you wash your hair, go. Um, Doing that. But I also might invest in one of them braided wigs with the hat. (laughs) Queen of the crown. I actually wore her yesterday. I wanted some cupcakes. So, like, y'all can't see me, but, like, right now I have my hair straightened because I got my hair pressed when I went to New York a few days ago. Mm -hmm. And I had my bonnet on all day, and I just put on my edge saver and put the wig on, and I just went outside. It is by far one of the best things anyone can ever have, simply because it's it's like set it and forget it. That oven thing. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Just set it and forget it. That's that's how I think about braided caps. I'm like trying to think I might get one for the winter. For a day that I just don't want to do hair, I'm like, nope, we're not doing it. It's. I think it's a great conversation starter. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like you didn't have that hair yesterday. <laughs> so that's the story that came up when you talked about um, how it affected your dating life. So uh-huh. a few, I want to say like a week ago, I don't know if you remember this, but like, I'll just share. So uh-huh. a few weeks, like a week, a week and a half ago, it was before I went to New York. Uh-huh. I went out on a, I went out with a friend. I wouldn't even okay. call it a full day. I went out with a friend. I went to go get tacos. And um, while we're talking on the phone, they're like, oh, so like, you know, I'm at the, I'm at the barbershop. Let me know when you're done so, like, um, we could, like, meet up at the spot. I was like, all right. I'm like, well, I'm twisting my hair right now. I've never... I remember this. It's been a while since I've talked to someone who's that, um, who's actually listening to what I'm saying. I didn't think that by me saying I'm twisting my hair, where what I was doing was twisting my base so that I can throw the wig on and meet you at this next (laughs) I get there, Joy. I get out my car. And he's like, oh, you're cute. I thought, I thought you said you were twisting your hair. I was like, <laughs> I was like I did, 
twist my hair, sir. Like, like brace to me. I leaned in. It was like I felt like cameras were watching. That's how funny it was. Like I leaned in close. I was like, come here. These braids are attached to this hat. And he fell out. <laughs> That's the best. <laughs> He's like, I love black women. I was like, you better. <laughs> you better love black women. Yo, black women. This magic right here. Magical. Magic. You're like, I got a whole head of hair up under this. <laughs> under. And I was like, yeah, look, my ponytail's right here. He's like, wow. So you have a whole hat. He's like, don't you wear that to the airport? And it was like, thank you for the advice because that would be horrific. They're gonna make you take it off. I do the same thing with head wraps. Don't oh. don't wear that stuff to the airport. That will make you take. That's a good point. That is a good point. So yeah, the queen of the crown cap. I think to to, to, to wheel it back in to bring it back in. Uh-huh. I think that that's a great investment for the winter time. Yeah, kind of just throw it on. Go do what you gotta do. Fully over it and just have the brim come out. That could be cute. (laughs) Switch it up. I've actually seen those Scully Mm -hmm. braided caps. Oh. And I've seen so in Atlanta, I feel like they have all all types of like off the wall stuff. So like I've seen Scully's with like ombre tracks. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) Yo, Atlanta is different. The root is like black, and like the bottom is whatever color you want it to be. Sometimes it matches the hat. <laughs> People out here really trying to just make their money, and I, I honor it and respect it. I think that whatever whatever style or whatever your go to is for the winter time, mm-hmm. so that you feel good about yourself, but also yes, so that you don't have this extra work just piling up on you. You know, wigs is my suggestion of a way to go. I I have been kind of craving a weave. I want a bob with a bang, mm. but mm, I gotta buy hair. It's a lot. It's a lot that goes into a weave. I feel like. What about wigs? Would you be able to find a wig in that? I don't style? feel like I have a wig head. What does that mean, Joy? <laughs> Help me, help me understand. <laughs> Every time I've tried on a wig, I mean, I also haven't tried on a wig in a long time. But I feel like they don't, they don't fit my head. I have a big head, so I don't know if it's that. Have you ever considered a custom wig? Not really. I think, I think that will change your life. Because I'm just living it. If I do it here, I might just be like, look, y'all, this is what you go So my stylist, from when I went back home, because I go to H2 Salon in Brooklyn, right? Uh-huh. And Daily did my first wig. This was back in 2014. To this day, I don't find the wig. I'm convinced that my mother sold it in Honduras <laughs> because I asked her about it, and she acted like she doesn't know. But point is that Daily cut that wig. It, it was a curly, it was a like a fro wig. Uh-huh. She, like, shaped it to my head, and it was a half wig. So, like, Whatever leave out I wanted to have, I had out, and then like it was shaped to my head. Mm. So I think I don't know which. If you decide to get like a bob or like anything with the wig, it'll be cut and shaped to your head. I so it won't be like the beauty supply store stuff. Or if you do get a beauty supply store wig, still go get it cut to fit your face. True. Okay. 
We'll see. Maybe I'm going to go surprise Look, you. I'm excited. Tag me. Tag me in the story when you I'm get gonna it. I'm going to pop up on the gram like, oh, hello. It's a wig. <laughs> it's a whole wig. <laughs> Joy, what do you wish that you would have known early on um, mm. to make, to make that, that would have made your natural hair journey um, helpful? Or like, what would have been helpful to know early on in your natural hair journey? What would have been helpful to learn, to know early on in my natural hair journey? Um, probably the, to care less about what other people are saying about your hair, especially if it's negative. You said it's louder for the people in the back. <laughs> it doesn't matter if people don't like your hair. You don't need that negativity in your life. Because when you wake up and you like, ooh, I'm like low-key bullheaded and that's not really what I want it to be. But you kind of like, you're like, I'm feeling good. I love myself. And then someone's like, you look ugly. That nothing hurts more than that. Mm. And so for me, if I would have just been like, I, it doesn't matter what you think about my hair. It's If you like it, thank you. That's nice. If you don't like it, it doesn't matter. Thank you for your opinion. I didn't ask for it. Right, right. And that would have been helpful. Hey, y'all. This is present day Nydia coming to you live. So in this part of the podcast, when we were recording, it froze. So we were kind of troubleshooting, going back and forth. Um, and then we segue into this next portion. I'm like basking in this, like, because we talked about this in your episode about just being the sauce and like understanding that you're the sauce early on changes the whole everything. That's it. Everything. That's it. All you got to know is you are the source. Bald head, long hair, no hair, curly hair, straight hair. Just do you. It's you. You got it. <laughs> you got it. That part. That part. Joy, where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram at the joy of social work. Joy, J-O-I of social work. The joy of social work. Um, Yep. Thank you so much for this enlightening conversation. It's always entertaining to me to like talk to fellow fellow therapists in the behavioral health space because it's just like we have we have very parallel stories about how number one we feel about hair, but yeah. also like how we teach other people to grow from it. And I'm I'm just excited that we got to have this conversation and how like your journey started with work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Working with young women and them being like, ah, relaxers. And I'm like, you're right. Get this out my head. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for joining, Joy. Thank you for having me.